Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Hopefully, you're having an outstanding week so far. Let the sun keep shining. It was a beautiful day today here in western Montana. Hope you get an opportunity to go outside, get some vitamin D, and enjoy yourself. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuan is Now podcast. We talked some Chris Paul legacy, some NBA playoffs. We also heard from Montana State head football coach Brett Vegan on a green room story from when he was there in the green room with Josh Allen during his time as the offensive coordinator at Wyoming, as well as what he thinks of this upcoming draft, the headliner not only from the state of Montana, but also from the Big Sky Conference. None other than Troy Anderson, Dylan's finest. We also talked some of the best high school track and field marks from around the state of Montana, plus some results from the Russ Pilcher Top 10 meet. And we gave you some wings. Thanks so much for being with us and winning those wings, and uh, I'm jealous of you. I wish I could go down there to the Despo and kick it. Maybe go use it tomorrow to watch a little NFL draft. The first round gets kicked off at 6 p.m. We'll have all the action for you, all the coverage for you here on ESPN Radio. And, uh, of course, you can... Get it on the TV as well. Maybe you go have yourself some wings down there at the Despo and to take in the draft. Everything from today's first hour can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by 
Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates. We're going to keep talking NFL Draft because that is the moment in time we're in and sort of the news of the day, and it will be the news of the day for the next couple days. The first round tomorrow night, again, it starts at 6 p.m. Then the second and third rounds get underway at 5 p.m. Mount Standard Time on Friday. And then rounds four through seven will play out all day into the early evening on Saturday. So we'll keep you tracked with all the guys from around the Big Sky Conference and around the FCS that are getting drafted, but also give you full coverage of everybody else as well. Sign up for ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Welcome in a new friend to the show, Connor Rogers. He is the lead draft analyst at Bleacher Report. He's also been doing some contributions on the NFL Network as of late as well, talking NFL draft. This sort of came from a mutual friend of ours, Wes Wilson, a former Montana State safety who's now doing a lot of work for Bleacher Report, a guy who came on my Catching Up With The Cats podcast two weeks ago. He connected Connor and I. Connor, thanks so much for making some time in your busy schedule. I know this is absolutely your busiest time of year. How you doing, my friend? Of course, guys. I'm doing good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Of course, man. First and foremost, tell us about uh, sort of your background. How did you get into being an expert and a guru when it comes to the NFL draft? It's something that we all love to follow and, and something that's so fun for sports fans. But how did this become a passion of yours? Man, uh, you know, I started at Bleacher Report in 2014 out of college, and I was really just a research assistant for our football side of things, gathering storylines, data, uh, anything to do with the NFL all the way down to the ends of 53-man rosters in the league. So I was working behind the scenes for a while. And, of course, you know, I, with the, having a big passion and focus uh, and doing some draft work while in college, uh, you know, for free, mostly blogging, podcasting, things along the line of that, uh, that's where I started to kind of take a focus at Bleacher Report because we always do cover all three days live of the NFL draft. And I was fortunate enough that, you know, when one door opens up, I, I kind of got my way in in the podcasting world and going to the Senior Bowl and the Combine every single year and eventually the Super Bowl as well and, and getting on the media side of things in front of the camera. So it, it's been, you know, I've been really fortunate. I've been a draft fan my whole life. you got to realize I grew up in New York. So when you're, uh, when you're in a Jets household, the, the draft is the Super Bowl, right? So I think when you look at it like that, uh, this has been a part of my life since I was a little kid. And I've been really fortunate that, you know, as an adult, I've been able to make it an actual full-time career, evaluating about 400 players a year, going on the road, getting to see different guys in person, um, and obviously going to the main events and, and covering the draft live for BR now. It's so interesting the way that the pendulum swings in football at all levels, but even in the NFL, and we have seen this uh, massive obsession with trying to get that transcendent talent at quarterback and then a guy who can maybe lead you to a Super Bowl. And obviously, that's nothing new. Quarterback has been among, if not the most important positions in the NFL for for, for decades. I mean, for, for 30 years plus. But that sweet spot where you get a Patrick Mahomes or even a Jared Goff who led the Rams to a Super Bowl on his rookie contract, when you can get that and you can surround those guys with so much more talent before they get paid – that seems to be the way that the NFL is gravitating toward now. Yet, here we are, and in my humble evaluation, these quarterbacks in this year's draft, there's not a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin, uh, Justin Herbert or a Josh Allen. And so then the pendulum swings the other way, and it seems like the premier guys to watch in this draft are either the guys rushing the passers or the guys protecting the passer from the pass rusher. So what do you think of sort of the identity of this draft, and, and do you buy all the hype? 
for all the edge guys that are projected to go in the first round. You're absolutely right. I've been calling it the Honda Civic of drafts where it's, you know, it's not a bad draft. It's just a building block draft. It might not be the most glamorous draft class, but you can get foundational pieces that win you football games. And that's obviously starts in the offensive line. If you can't control the line of scrimmage, you don't stand a chance in the NFL. And that's often the case all the way from Pop Warner through high school, college. But when you get to the NFL, especially with the kind of athletes that play on the defensive line, uh, you better be able to at least, you know, <laughs> compete. You have to be able to at least compete. And we're seeing uh, the athleticism kind of gravitate towards the defensive line. So the fact that this is a talented offensive tackle class, a really good a center class I really like, and there's even plenty of talent at guard, uh, you're going to see teams heavily invest in those situations. And it's going to go like that for wide receiver as well. You kind of nailed it where you don't have Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Rodgers, those kinds of guys. Well, then you need to elevate the guy you do have. And the way you do that is you keep him clean and you give him playmakers that can not only make a play, um, you know, obviously before the catch and get open and down the field, but with the ball in their hands, just make life easier on the offense. So I think that's where the draft is at. And, you know, it's interesting. I find the coverage kind of funny because I've had a lot of people say to me, you know, from the outside, oh, this isn't a good draft because the quarterbacks aren't exciting. And right. I look at it and I, I love it. I love this draft. I, I think that just because, you know, we don't view Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis on the same stratosphere as the five that went in the first round last year doesn't mean that there's not really good players that can change your football team, especially in the top 10 picks. Well, that's exactly right. And, and you know, I'm a, I'm a former lineman, so I watched the game from the line out. And so I love it when it's guys on the front lines that are getting all the headlines. This class, though, does have a bunch of guys that maybe aren't, you know, like the quarterbacks like you're talking, but a bunch of guys that are so, so talented and could be game-changing players immediately when they get in the NFL. And right now, sort of the projected top two are Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan and Kevon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Where are we at with these guys? Do you buy the hype? And uh, what do you think in terms of the projections? Are, are those guys worthy of being two of, if not the two top players drafted? Yeah, I think they are. I think what you have to distinguish is they're not Miles Garrett. They're not Chase Young. They might not look like the typical protocol, prototypical number one pass rusher kind of pick we've seen in drafts. These guys, those guys were unicorns. Even Nick Bosa was really on a level that was special, right? Just because Joe Burrow was in that draft, people kind of forgot how great of a prospect Nick Bosa was in his own way. And obviously he came back from injury and dominated in the NFL this year. So when you look at it, these guys are really good players. They might not look like your prototypical number one overall pick. Now, what I find fascinating is Trayvon Walker in the number one pick conversation as well for Jacksonville. Because when you look at it, Aiden Hutchinson obviously had a marvelous season. He was on the Heisman podium. Kayvon Thibodeau has been playing at a high level for Oregon since he stepped on campus as a true freshman in 2019. Uh, so these guys have a track record of significant success. Now, while Trayvon Walker on Georgia has the championship pedigree, he's not a big-time college breakout player. He didn't have that double-digit sack season. He didn't even eclipse you know, the six-and-a-half sack mark. He played on the most loaded defense in the country, one of the most loaded defenses I've ever watched on tape from an NFL draft and college football standpoint. No so, question. I said that on the I show yesterday. Georgia's stacked. Right? I mean, I mean those, those guys, oh. I think that they have like six or seven can't-miss guys from that defense. I mean, in just this draft, man, you're looking at Trayvon Walker, Lewis Seen, Kobe Dean, Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, Devontae Wyatt, and Jordan Davis. And the best one, Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman in the middle, isn't even draft eligible yet. So you're just right. talking about an absurd defense in terms of this NFL draft. So, 
Yeah, it's fascinating to me that he's in the conversation there, but it goes to show you when you're you're that size, you can move like that with that kind of athleticism. The NFL always thinks they can get more out of you than college did. Connor Rogers joining us. He is the lead draft analyst for Bleacher Report and a contributor to the NFL Network. It's our ESPN roundtable here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, or maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television, or maybe... You got yourself that new ESPN Montana app. If you do, thank you very much. If you don't, go get it. It's available on all your app stores and a great way to stream and or listen to this show, both live and archived. Cutter, I want to ask you about just the, the overall phenomenon of the way that these guys are being developed in recent years. I think that we've seen a continued stratification and a continued gap between the Power Five and everybody else in college football. I also think we've seen a continued stratification and gap between a couple of the conferences, specifically the SEC and the Big Ten, from the rest of of college football as well. But it just seems like the dudes that are coming out of these top ten programs, particularly in the SEC, they're so league-ready. And the the days of guys getting in the league and then having to, to develop a little bit and find their feet and all that, it's not as true as it used to be, and especially at certain positions. You know, used used to maybe draft a receiver in the first three rounds or something, and, and if he was starting to really make waves by year three, you were happy. Now, I mean, Jamar Chase, one of the best receivers in the NFL, the day he stepped on the field last year. Justin Jefferson took the league by storm when he, he was a rookie in Minnesota, too. These guys are so league-ready, especially at certain spots. What do you think of that dynamic, and what do you think of just the way it impacts the way the NFL teams analyze this stuff, because it, do, it does seem like in certain ways there's a lot less uh, risk. There's a lot of guys that, I don't want to say can't miss, but there's there's a lot of guys that are league-ready right away, and I think so much of that comes from the power that the power conferences have. You're absolutely spot on. It's completely changed. I had this conversation with somebody last week that it's funny how we used to look at wide receivers and exactly what you said. Year three was the year that you knew. And now, it's at the end of year one, basically you could be written off or you could be deemed the next superstar of the NFL. And whether that's right or wrong, that's the reality of the NFL right now. So I think what it's changed in that regard is, I think a good example is a couple of years ago, the Vikings were willing to trade Stephon Diggs for a back end of first round pick. And everybody looked at that and go, man, that's a guy you're going to let out the door. But in return, they got a first round pick. And this is a high end example. It took Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson came in and was one of the most productive wide receivers instantly. So I think when you have a plan, uh, you can really maximize a rookie contract is what it is. Now, you need to be really uh, you know, on top of your game and your evaluation department and your scouting department, and you need to make sure you hit on those picks because plenty of teams do not. We've seen how many countless misses over the years of teams that think they can get that instant production right away, and it just doesn't happen. So I think at wide receiver, it's become the norm. I think, honestly, we're seeing linebackers thrown on the field all the time, pass rushers thrown on the field all the time. The only guys that kind of get this easing in period can be traditionally quarterbacks, which we know, and that's not always the case. But we saw it a lot last year, right? We saw the fact that Justin Fields wasn't thrown into the fire right away. We saw Trey Lance sit almost the entire year. We saw New England at least go into camp with Cam Newton, and Mac Jones just won the job, right? So I think when you look at it, most of the positions are asked to – come in, thrive right away, and when you look at it, a lot of them are equipped to do it. And it's, it's, yeah, the power conference is because you're going up against other guys all the time that are going to be in the NFL on a regular basis. I think that's what it is, along with all of the financial benefits they have. And I'm not saying the NIL deals. I'm saying the amount of coaching, 
uh, the amount of resources around them. They're almost mini NFL programs, and this is why you're not seeing the leagues like the XFL and the AAF, you know, stick around for a long time because the NFL feels they have the best developmental league in the entire world for free in college football. It is. It's it's so true. And it's such an interesting dynamic. Connor Rogers joining us here on Nuanas Now, Bleacher Report lead draft analyst. It's part of our ESPN roundtable. All right, well, let's talk about these quarterbacks because uh, Malik Willis is a guy people around here are a little bit familiar with just because Liberty, before they moved up to the FBS, they played uh, a couple times against the Montana Grizzlies. You also got Kenny Pickett at Pitt. And there's several guys that have sort of had their names floated in that mid to late first round. Which one of these guys do you like the best, Connor? And more than that, though, how big of a risk is it to take one of these guys in the first round when you do have so many quality guys on the board at other hard-to-fill positions like defensive end, like offensive line? Well, I'm glad you said like because I think that's what it is. I, I don't love any of these guys. If I was a GM, it would be hard for me to really put my stamp on one of these guys to lead my franchise to you know, a Super Bowl in the next five years. Now, when you look at it, I like Malik Willis's traits the best. He needs seasoning. He needs to marinate a little bit coming out of that Liberty program. If you throw him into the fire right away uh, week one of the NFL season this year, you're going to be disappointed with the results. I think he needs time. Now, when you look at Kenny Pickett, it's almost the opposite end of the spectrum. If you need a guy that can play right away, he can come in and handle that. He was obviously a pit for a long time. He had a huge breakout year this year. Uh, he's accurate. He's he's a pretty quietly solid athlete where if you need to get him on the move, cut the field in half, make things a little simple. And same with Malik, you can do those things, but there's no ceiling there. There's not these dynamic traits. He's not a dynamic kind of runner. He doesn't have a power arm like Malik Willis has. So you're wondering what is the upside here? I look at it. If everything goes perfectly with Kenny Pickett, you have Derek Carr and I like Derek Carr and Derek Carr's carved out a really nice career for himself in the league, but Derek Carr is never in the conversation with the Josh Allen, the Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrows now of the world. And I don't know if he'll ever get there. So I think when you look at it, those are the two guys the team's view is, you know, we could take these guys in round one and we could sell it. Even though they're not top 30 players personally for me, that's how teams look at it. And then you got Desmond Ritter, a four-year starter at Cincinnati. Uh, the accuracy woes just concern me. It's just not consistent. And when you start it for four years, you look at it at the quarterback position and go, why didn't you get that much better? So he's going to be a fascinating one, a guy that could sneak into round one. And then you have Sam Howell and Matt Corral as well. A little bit of wild cards, guys that like to play out of structure uh, a little bit too much. Where It goes back to the Malik Willis conversation. Those guys need seasoning as well. They need time. So I think when you sum it up like that, this is not the quarterback class if you need instant help. NFL Draft Talk with Connor Rogers here on ESPN Radio. It's our ESPN Roundtable. Connor, the lead draft analyst for Bleacher Report and also a contributor on the NFL Network. So here's one for you, Connor. Obviously, the part of the allure of, of the draft is all the trades, all the wheeling and dealing. So I ask you this. Is Baker Mayfield the best quarterback available in this draft? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question. And honestly, I would side that yes, he is. And the, the funny part is I don't, I'm not very confident that he will be viewed in that way. I don't know if it's the money, the $18 million a year. I don't know if it's Baker's. Uh, personality away from the field or the fact that teams feel they can out leverage the Browns. And because of that number and because of the awful situation, the Browns have put themselves in essentially uh, that they can maybe squeeze a pick out of the Browns to take on his contract. I get a little bit of a sense of that, or they're just simply waiting. They don't want, they know Cleveland won't want him around. 
that they cut him, eat the money, and then you could sign him for even cheaper than $18 million. You can sign him for, I don't know, one year, $7 mil. Who knows? I, I think it's a great point, though. If you're, if, listen, you look at Seattle starting Drew Locke. We'll see what Carolina does. You know, we'll see, obviously, the Steelers are in on someone like Malik Willis. It's going to be interesting to see what team misses on that situation and how that has a trickle effect to Baker. During the quote-unquote common draft era, which dates all the way back to 1967, so let's just call it basically the Super Bowl era, there has never been a first round in which neither a running back or a tight end was drafted. I'm seeing in so many different mock drafts close to double-digit guys that are edge players and or front seven players. I'm seeing close to a handful, half a dozen, even maybe as many as seven or eight offensive linemen going, and then you throw in the handful of quarterbacks. What's up with this? Is there going to be any running backs or tight ends drafted in the first round? And if not, is that just sort of a market adjustment for what teams are valuing this day and age? I think that's what it is. I think teams don't value the running back position as a first-round position unless you're just an absolute freak. And what I mean by that is got to basically be a slot receiver, a running back. you got to be able to do it all, like Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy on the field. And, you know, we saw Debo Samuel handle that role this year, but Debo came out of South Carolina truly as a wide receiver. So that, that's how he was drafted. So uh, when you look at it like that, I think there's, there's two guys that have an outside chance. I think Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State, can go 25th overall to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have been all over him. They like him. He's a super athlete, uh, and he's a good player. He's got natural feel as a runner. He's a good pass catcher. So Brees Hall could sneak into round one, and the tight end that could sneak into round one, but this is a, this is a way bigger long shot than Brees Hall, is Trey McBride. I do hear some teams at the end of round one really like him. He's got maybe the best hands in the draft. He's obviously a good inline blocker, a good blocker on the move. Uh, he's strong after the catch. He's, he's not a dynamic athlete in terms of straight line speed down the seam that he's going to scare you like we saw with Kyle Pitts last year. So those are the only two guys that keep the streak alive, and, and all eyes are on it. If I had to guess, though, I, th- I think it'll happen. I think one of them will end up going in the back end of the first round, and the streak lives on. Well, I must say that because of uh, my previous living situation, I watched an inordinate amount of Ohio State football over the last couple of years. Uh, my old roommate was a big-time Buckeyes guy. And so I've watched a ton of the guys from Ohio State. A guy that has jumped out to me for a long time is Chris Olave. Is he the number one receiver in this draft? And if so, why? And if not, who else might be one of those guys that could sneak into that you know, top 15 range uh, as a guy out there on the offensive perimeter. So I actually think his teammate is Garrett Wilson. I love Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson, yeah, I think Garrett Wilson's got, uh, I think he plays bigger at the catch point. I think he's got excellent body control and focus. I think he's a little bit, he's not a little bit, he's a lot more explosive with the ball in his hands. Now, Alave is an extremely efficient route runner. He knows how to get open. He tracks the ball really, really well. I think overall he's going to have a little bit of a physicality adjustment at the next level against physical press corners. Um, Garrett Wilson might go through that as well, but I, w- I just think Garrett Wilson can out-athlete guys more than Alave can. Now Alave is a first-round receiver. He's going to go in the top 20 picks. I think he's a perfect fit for the Saints. So these guys are sitting pretty. Garrett Wilson, his conversation starts at eight with Atlanta. So you're looking if you're looking at the Ohio State wide receivers you better have a top 20 pick because the value on these guys is significant. And, and they're going to, I think both of them will have long careers because they not only have, you know, high floor aspects of their game with their polish as route runners, um, but once again, they have enough athleticism as well. Connor Rogers joining us here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, or maybe the new ESPN Montana app. 
Connor, the lead draft analyst for Bleacher Report. All right, well, here's the moment we've all been waiting for. We've been talking Troy Anderson. I mean, I don't know, since he was a junior in high school around here on this show, he's been the dominant guy in the state of Montana, period. And uh, he, he occupies such a unique place because it's not like so many small school guys that were walk-ons or developed late. Troy Anderson's been the dude since he was 16 years old, and he's remained the dude. But now the world is finally getting a chance to meet what a lot of us in Montana have known all along. So you're coming to us from the Big Apple, from New York. So what's your perspective on Troy Anderson? What have you thought of the way he's sort of blown up this draft cycle these last couple months with all of the uh, astounding marks he's been able to put forth? Man, I love him. I really have enjoyed watching his process. I, like I said, I got out to the Senior Bowl as well. He, he's just this athlete that it feels like, and you guys know this, and I'm sure it was like this his entire life in Montana, that he can do anything. You could ask him to, and he did. He did do anything. I think he could play running back in the NFL. It's hilarious that there was a point he was an all-conference quarterback, and then he makes this move to linebacker, and he, he doesn't look out of place, and he's still figuring it out, and he's still getting better. Uh, he's my 51st overall player in this draft. I think he's going to be drafted right in that area. I think where I see him is where the NFL sees him. I think everybody's pretty high on him. The athleticism is pretty rare, right? And that's, you know, when you're 6'3", 245, you run 4'4", you run which is just absurd speed, the 36-inch vertical. It's all there on tape, the sideline-to-sideline speed. Uh, there's times where he's a flash on the on the screen. When you turn on the All-22, you just blink and you see him dart halfway across the field and light somebody up. And guys had the presence of him on the field. There's plenty of times where I'd see a running back, you know, try to catch an outlet pass, and he dropped the ball because he turned and looked at Troy running downhill about to hit him. I mean, which is kind of funny because he'd hit him anyway, so he might as well catch the ball. But he's a good player. He fits what a lot of these teams want to do with cover three defense. They ask their linebackers to cover a lot of ground, not only in the middle of the defense, you know, drop zone, but also running to the sideline, blitzing a lot. Uh, and when he even becomes more instinctual, he gets more reps at that position, you're talking about somebody with significant Pro Bowl potential. Gotta love it. The kid from Dillon, Montana, making waves across the NFL. We'll see where he lands. Connor Rogers joining us, Bleacher Report lead draft analyst here on Nuanas Now. Last thing for you then, Connor. Do you have any bold predictions uh, for what might play out here these next couple days in the NFL draft? Man, bold predictions. It feels like everybody's covered so much of the buzz. It's insane. I'll say this. You know, today's news, and you should never get fooled by the week of the draft news, but I think there's going to be a potential Aiden Hutchinson slide right now. When I say slide, he wouldn't make it past the fourth overall pick of the New York Jets. But we've talked about this guy as the number one overall pick for almost five months right now. And, Eight Hutchinson's a great player, but if the Jacksonville Jaguars take Trayvon Walker first overall and do go with that surprise, I think the Lions are looking at Kayvon Thibodeau. I think the Texans are looking at the cornerback or offensive tackle market. If you told me a month or two ago that Aiden Hutchinson was going to make it outside the top three picks, I would have told you you're absolutely insane. And as I sit here about 24 hours out from the draft, it's got a bigger percentage than I ever expected. Well, that certainly would be... uh newsworthy no doubt Connor Rogers Bleacher Report lead draft analyst and a contributing member of the NFL Network here on Nuanas Now thanks for being here man we really appreciate the insight and uh, best of luck the next couple days I know it'll be busy but uh, I know it'll be a lot of fun as well so thanks so much for joining us yeah no doubt thanks so much for having me it was a lot of fun I'll talk to you guys soon there you go Connor Rogers Bleacher Report NFL Network lead draft analyst great insight great stuff there from Connor appreciate him 
for jumping on here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. That is our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. How about a great place to watch the NFL draft? They got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So maybe go down there, get some dinner Thursday. Maybe go down there for a little early happy hour on Friday. Maybe hit it up for a little lunch and some daytime draft watching on Saturday. There's also some awesome prop bets about the NFL draft on Sportsbet Montana, which they do have a Sportsbet Montana machine down there as well, a kiosk. So if you... Need a place to watch the NFL draft. Head on down to Paradise Falls. 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 3621 Brook Street in Missoula, Paradise Falls. Missoula's coolest hotspot. Alex Esselman, SWX Montana Television, joins us next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. The Russ Pilcher Top 10 Track and Field Meet took place at Missoula County Public Stadium on Tuesday, featuring a variety of top marks. Hello, I am Jeff Safford. Missoula Big Sky freshman phenom Porter Gibbs continued pushing for the state's best mark in boys' high jump. He easily cleared 6'5", then got over 6'7 to re-break his freshman school record and win the meet. Dylan's Trayton Anderson got the day of track events started with a meet record in the boys' 110 hurdles, racing out to a PR of 14.36 for first. The entire top six in the boys' 3,200 all-set PRs, led by Missoula Hellgate's Phineas Colescott's first-place finish. Sentinels' Brooks Stainer torched the girls' 100 hurdles with a first-place mark of 14.70, while Townsend's Haven Vandenacre PR'd in the 300 hurdles with a time of 45.35 to win the tough event. Hellgate's Kenzie May won the girls' 3,200 by a whopping 33 seconds, taking first. With the NCAA transfer portal deadline for one-time no-penalty transfers looming on May 1st, a trio of Montana Montana State Bobcat football players entered the portal this week. TJ Session, a six foot four, two hundred and ninety pound sophomore slated to be MSU's starting right tackle for the second straight season, is one of the entries. Charles Brown, a former three-star receiver from Dallas, and Cole Schneider, an offensive tackle from Canada, are also into the portal. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. and accidents there were hints and allegations if you'll be my bodyguard i can be your long lost pal i can call you daddy and daddy when you call me you can call me out 
If you don't like this song, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can help you. You maybe don't like being happy. A little Paul Simon for you on a Wednesday. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. Nuana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Maybe you are also watching in on the new ESPN Montana app. If you are, thank you. If you're not, go download it. Great way to stream this show, both live and archived each and every day. You can also check out Grizz Cross, Grizz Hockey, and we got a whole bunch of other stuff coming down the pipe as well, so stay tuned for that. We'll, uh, we'll have that all ironed out for you by the fall. In the meantime, though, the news cycle keeps on churning all the way across the Treasure State, but particularly at Montana State. They did spring ball at MSU for a couple weeks after the Grizzlies because they started a couple weeks later, so they got to have that's sort of the spotlight all to themselves in terms of spring football, particularly this last Saturday with the Sunny Hall and Spring Classic. Plus, the fact of the matter is, a guy who's projected as the highest draft pick out of the Big Sky Conference in six years is coming out of Montana State in Troy Anderson. So, it's time now for the Montana State Minute, presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV is your home for everything kitchen. Getting big events coming up, family barbecues, graduations, weddings, JV can hook you up. They got three locations in the state of Montana, plus a great website, jvrestaurant.com. So go check out JNV Restaurant Supply, proud sponsor of the Montana State Minute. We welcome in Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television, here to Nuanas now. Alex, thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? Coulter, thank you for having me, and I'm doing well. I was just uh, saying a minute ago, I hope it's not as rainy as it is uh, right now in Bozeman. It's pretty rainy here uh how's it over in missoula sunshiny but we did have the rain a couple days ago so just think of this like this though this is good because it's going to be less smoke (laughs) in the summer that's what i keep telling myself as long as we can delay fire seasons that's all i'm really here for that's right that's right 100 percent. bring it on bring on the rain we need it (laughs) well let's talk uh sunny hall spring classic first and foremost you were on the sideline uh as swx broadcasted the game and uh, you were doing a whole bunch of fun stuff. So give us some of the highlights. I know you got to it's, – it's sort of a casual setting. You can grab players. It's way different than covering like a real football right. game. So uh, what were some of the highlights? Did you get any nuggets or did you get any, any fun interactions with some of the guys down there? I did. It was such a – you know what? And I've said it once. I'll say it again. These guys are so awesome. They're so, so fun to work with. Um, and and they, they really are great interviewers. They really know how to, how to tell stories and kind of talk about last season, this upcoming season. I was able to speak with Ty Okada. He was awesome. Callahan O'Reilly. And just being able to see all of the now alum on the sidelines, too, between Troy Anderson, Chase Benson, Lance McCutcheon. Uh, they were all there. And it was really, I mean, it was really kind of different and it's sad in a way to just see them not dressed up and ready to go for a spring game. Certainly is. It's, it's so bizarre even saying like former Montana State Bobcat Troy Anderson. It does make you kind of totally. sad to think about him not yes. playing here anymore for sure. But uh, how about the, the uh, you had sort of a, co- a competitor when it comes to the sideline interviews, Danny Eula Capa. Uh, Danny U, as they call him over there, he was doing some some spot interviews as well. So h- how did that go? Did you catch any of those? I'll tell you what. I was actually watching him and admiring him. I'm like, gosh, this guy's stealing my thunder today. <laughs> he is just all over the field talking to the players. And you know what? I'm so happy they're, they did that, and I'm so excited to see more of that because – 
listen, the guys know each other better than all of us. And For so sure. it's really cool to be able to see Danny in that light. Um, I actually am looking forward to being able to speaking with him about that and hearing I, I wanted to try to get him on, but he was all over the field. And one minute I, he was close to me, the next minute he was on the opposite side sideline. So it, um, I wasn't able to get him on, but I, I'm excited to hopefully see him doing doing more broadcast work. Maybe he can join us on ESPN Missoula. That would be great. He is. He came on when he first committed. This was such an interesting. Uh, juxtaposition that we have because I, we always interview the guys when they first commit and then they become Bobcats or Grizzlies and then they can't talk to the media during their freshman year. That's just a rule at both schools. And so then it's like this year where we don't get to talk to him again. And so uh, now that he is no longer a freshman, maybe we'll uh, have to have him on. That's a great idea. Alex Eshelman joining us from SWX Montana Television here on Nuanas Now. Uh, how about on the field, Alex? I know that uh, eyes were on Tommy Mallott for sure. Uh, given the nature of his injury in the national championship game, plus uh, just the way he took the FCS by storm last year, but also some questions about his continued development. But that was only part of what we watched. What stood out to you? What did, what did you like of what you saw from the Bobcats, and what was your overall take on the Sunny Holland Spring Classic? Well, I think on the topic of Tommy Malott, Coulter, and, and you were there as well and asking great questions per usual with all the guys. And, um I think on the topic of the quarterbacks, I think that that was one of their main goals was being able to strengthen the depth as a whole of the entire team, but particularly that quarterback group. And we were able to see Tommy shine. We were able to see Sean shine and Jordan Reed had a great game. I mean, that was really cool to see um, that piece of the puzzle accomplished and completed for the team. Um, The other thing I just think as a whole, there were a number of different guys that stepped up. And on top of it, we got to have a little fun team. Willie P continue to dominate. And, um, you know, I, I think overall what what needed to be accomplished was strengthening the depth and, and perfecting those fundamentals. That's what the whole coaching staff talked about throughout the spring season. And I think that we were able to see that um, grow as time has went on. What stood out to you? I thought that uh... – I was I had a keen eye on the offensive line because they do have to replace uh, three starters with the graduation of Lewis Kidd and Taylor Tuiasasopo plus the uh, the retire the retirement of Zach Red and I thought the offensive line I thought the the first and second units looked good also obviously the defensive line is a huge storyline two losing three all league players in Amandre Williams and Chase Benson and Daniel Hardy but I do think that even if they don't have quite totally. the headliner there I do think they have a lot of options there. And I do think that, that right. one of the most fun parts of college football is is the guys that become headliners. And I do think that Brody Greeby has a real chance to become that guy. He was the guy that was chosen to speak to right. the media afterwards. And I, I think he's got the makeup and, and sort of the personality plus the, the athleticism and skill to do it. So I thought you know, he's a guy that maybe could be a, a breakout star this upcoming year. And I, and I thought in limited action, I thought Tommy Mullett looked good. I thought he moved around well. I thought he threw the ball pretty well, and uh, so that's certainly uh, welcome news for Bobcat fans. It's the Montana State Minute. Alex Eshelman joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The NFL Draft starts tomorrow night, and Friday, I think a lot of eyes in the state of Montana are going to be on the TV. It's not out of the question that Troy Anderson goes tomorrow right. night, but it is unlikely. But Friday, likely the day that we hear Troy Anderson's name called. 
I know that you were there at the Pro Day and uh, you've been following this along. So uh, what have you thought of sort of Troy Anderson introducing himself to America over these last couple months? Well, I'll tell you this, Skyline Sports, shout out, because that was such an awesome article on kind of him, his talent being showcased finally to the world of what Bobcat fans and what Montanans have known about Troy for so long. Um, I think, you know, like everyone has said, it's only been a matter of time for for Troy, and the fact that it's finally going to happen this week and, and you know, how high he's going to be going in the draft. And um, I just think it's so cool. I think it's so cool for, for all of Montana, for Troy. It's so well-deserved. I was actually just able to speak with R.J. Fitzgerald kind of about his upbringing with Troy. And and he simply he just said, simply, we've known he's, he's this special talent for a long time. And to be able to see it kind of come to fruition is, is really special and he's humble about it too as we all know absolutely such a great representative of the state of montana and such a great representative of montana state football and i think that the other cool part of this story is that troy star has drawn this giant spotlight to montana state and i think that there's a lot of guys that are really talented they're going to get elevated opportunities because they got to perform in, in front of the scouts that came to see troy anderson so i think that you know, I think Troy's going to get his name called for sure. But I definitely think that Daniel Hardy and Lewis Kidd and Lance McCutcheon and maybe even Trey Webb, I think those guys are going to get phone calls and get opportunities in the NFL as well. So I, I think it's cool for the group, too, because I think that Troy Anderson is such a great example of a leader because totally. he, lo- he loves to share. He loves to share the spotlight. But I also think that uh, those guys, through their hard work, through their talent, but also through their opportunity, I think that there's uh, more than just one Bobcat that might get a little uh, – little action in the NFL over the next couple of days. Let's sure hope so. It would be really awesome to see these guys have worked so hard. And, you know, to your point, Coulter, it was so cool to see how many NFL scouts were at Pro Day for the Bobcats. I mean, it was packed with people, and a lot of eyes were on these guys. So I do think that, and obviously Troy was a big part in that, but each and every one of these guys have, have some really – key skills that they were able to showcase um, and talents of their own. So it'll be, it will be fun. The next three days, it's always, it's a suspenseful time, but it's, and a stressful time, but it's very exciting. Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television here on ESPN Radio. Anything uh, good you've been working on or anything you want to tease to the folks before we let you go, Alex? Oh gosh, Coulter. Well, I'll tell you this. We are in the thick of spring high school sports right now. That is kind of the dealio. And here's the, here's the thing. In one minute it's snowing, the next minute it's <laughs> sunny. So we never know what's really going to happen. So right now we are just on our toes, figuring it out as we go. But, um, you know, it's, it's also a fun time, too. Softball is great. Golf is great. Uh, tennis. We've got track and field. It's just a, it's an exciting time around the state. So be, be sure to be tuned for it. Stay in tune for all of it. Really? You can watch her on SWX across the state each and every day and on SWX each and every evening at 1030 as well. Alex Eshelman from SWX here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for being here, Alex. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Colter. Always a pleasure to be on your show. Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV, your home for everything kitchen. Visit jvrestaurant.com when you have your next big event 
on the horizon. What's up with the NBA? What's up with the rest of the week? We'll give you all you need to know right after this. Take you home here on a Wednesday. Keep it right here. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Last time I was kicking it with our main guy, Rajim Seabrook, he told me a crazy story about Al Green. I don't even think it's appropriate for the radio, and I'm not going to ruin the vibe because it's definitely sad. But if you want to read about it, just go Google Al Green. That's not to take anything away from one of the great soul singers ever. Love me some Al Green, but uh, what a weird story that was. Google it. You'll find out. You'll see exactly what I'm saying. Nuanas now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Colter Nuanas coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boosts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find that inventory by visiting them online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Upcoming NBA action, we're going to throw you right into... The Chicago Bulls at the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks, the reigning NBA champions, have an opportunity to clinch. Uh, that game is already underway, so we will join the action. It's 20-10 to 10 with about 3.30 to go in the first quarter right now between those two teams. And there's a full slate of NBA games tonight. Also worth mentioning, I have talked about Jaden Wolf, Billings West standout sprinter who's heading to Montana State. I've talked about her on the show a couple times because she's running phenomenal times in the 100 meters. Remember, the all-class records can only be set at the state meets because that's the only time they have real, true, uh, unwavering standardization. The all-class record in the 100-meter dash is 12.19 seconds. Jaden Wolf ran 12.06 last week. I guess earlier this week. That time... Breaks Michelle Henderson's record of 12.14. That's the Billings West school record that stood since 1993. And uh, if Jaden Wolf runs that at the state meet, she'll shatter the all class 100 meter mark. So uh, pretty impressive for the Billings West standout. If you missed anything in this show, fun show today. We talked some NBA, we talked some NFL draft, we talked some high school track, we gave you some wings. We were joined by Connor Rogers for our ESPN Roundtable. He is the lead draft analyst for Bleacher Report and also a contributing analyst on the NFL Network. And we also heard from Alex Eshelman as part of our Montana State Minute talking Bobcat spring drills, putting a bow on things, as well as some more NFL draft, particularly when it comes to the number one prospect from the big sky, kid from Dillon, Montana, Troy Anderson.
All of today's Nuanas Now can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana and the Advocates. Tomorrow, fun show for you as well. Rajim Seabrook will be here. Moving target this time of year for our man, but he'll be here tomorrow. We're also going to hear from Robert Rides of the Door. He's one of our Montana Football Hall of Fame inductees, a guy from Browning, Montana, who was the liaison from uh, the native peoples of Montana to the Washington Redskins for quite some time. So quite a story and a fun one to induct in our contributors category. So very much look forward uh, to having Robert share his story with you, a guy known for a long time, and that'll be fun addition to Nuanas now. The NBA schedule tonight, after the uh, Chicago-Milwaukee game, the nightcap is between Denver and Golden State. The Warriors have a chance to close that one out as well. And uh, then three more closeout games coming on the horizon on Thursday, and then a potential of a couple more on Friday or Maybe Chicago and or Golden State can get wins to extend those series. Um, So those games are, if necessary, the Milwaukee-Chicago and Golden State-Denver games potentially on Friday night. But uh, no no real huge surprises in the NBA playoffs yet. I do think New Orleans getting there with 2-2 with the Phoenix Suns is uh, a good effort by the Pelicans. And we'll see if, if Phoenix can close them out now that they took the pivotal game five. But other than that, no real surprises other than the Utah Jazz just kind of no-showing, even with Luka Doncic on the shelf for the um, first couple games of that series. He comes back, and they absolutely drill the Jazz. And uh, the Jazz, they're going to be searching. They are already searching within this series, but they're going to be searching as a franchise if they can't figure out a way to extend that thing and and maybe rally in that series. Uh, If they lose to a, a shorthanded Mavs team, there's going to be a lot of questions in Salt Lake City, so that'll be uh, an interesting one to be sure. Uh, I really got my eye on that. I, I, th- I do think that Golden State will get it done tonight in Oakland. The, the series, that, the two series that are really compelling to me is is the New Orleans-Phoenix one as well as uh, the Minnesota-Memphis one because Me- Memphis was favored heavily, and uh, Minnesota's given them all they can handle. So we will continue to talk NBA. We'll talk plenty of NBA with Rajim Seabrook tomorrow and to also give you a preview for the rest of the week. Gray Wolf Peak Casino on Friday, so that'll be very fun as well. So a lot of fun stuff coming up for you. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 4 p.m. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.